and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hogue, the other guy on the other podcast here, and live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. How are you doing, Diana? I'm good. I'm good. I'd be doing better if the rain would let up, <laughs> but I'm good. Yeah, well, it, it's going to come up the coast. Yeah, yeah. eventually. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but uh, Stacy has been known to blog at theothermccain.com, I've been told. And you can find my good friend John Hoag's blogging at hogwash.com. And Stacy, I have heard rumors of uh, your interest in a certain football game. We'll yes, 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 yes. I'm sweating blood, you may he, have noticed. You can't, get, you can't, you can't, the folks listening on the podcast can't tell you that I'm sweating blood here. But right now in Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia, uh, the SEC championship game is going on between the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs and the mm -hmm. Number eighth ranked Alabama eighth. Crimson Tide, roll tide. And uh, uh, Alabama leads 20 to 17 with about uh, seven minutes, six minutes, 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And uh, Alabama just got a uh, uh, first down at the. Um, uh, uh, let's see here at the, what? Yeah. At, uh, it's going to be first and goal from the Georgia one yard line. So, uh, come on, uh, Bulldogs. It's your turn to hold on. Oh, hush, <laughs> hush, hush that talk. <laughs> hush that damn talk. Let's, uh, here I, here let's I, roll here, tide. Here I am able to be completely neutral. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 because the Commodores have been thumped thoroughly for we had every a, week this we year. We had a perfect record in the SEC this year. <laughs> yeah. They did. Well, uh, every, uh, lost every, all eight games. In other scores <laughs> around the country, on uh, Friday, uh, number 24th ranked Liberty University defeated New Mexico State. 49 to 35 to win the conference USA title. Um, uh, out in, uh, yes, out in uh, Washington State last night, uh, Washington, the University of Washington, ranked number three and undefeated, uh, uh, held off Oregon, ranked number five, 34 to 31 in the Pac 10. 
uh, title game. So uh, I guess Washington quack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Ducks got smashed, and yep. uh, you know, I mean, but it was a close game. Uh, anyway, so obviously Washington will be one of the uh, uh, undefeated thirteen and zero. Now will be uh, one of the teams in the four of the four teams in the championship bracket. Uh, Texas made their bid today, uh, uh, defeating Oklahoma State. Texas was ranked seventh going into the game. They're the only team that's beat Alabama so far this year. Uh, and they beat Oklahoma State 49 to 21. They just, uh, they're in the fourth quarter. Uh, SMU at, and Tulane uh, playing for the American Athletic Championship. Tulane ranked number 22, 11 and 1, but currently trailing 20 to 14. And yes, uh, Roy Dell Williams just ran a yard. Uh, to uh, score a touchdown for Alabama, and Alabama leads 27-17 with five minutes and 47 seconds uh, left in the game. So they're up by 10 with uh, less than six minutes to play. It bids fair for the Crimson Tide later tonight. Five minutes. Yeah, well, a lot can That's happen. That's an eternity in, in football. Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. Well, anyway. What that means is there's going to be enough timeouts and other stuff going on that Stacy will not be paying attention uh, <laughs> to, to anything all. that's I, going I, on I, during the I, podcast. I, Meanwhile, uh, later on tonight, number two, Michigan, undefeated, 12 and 0, will play number 18, Iowa, in the Big Ten Championship. And in the ACC championship. Uh, it will be ten and two. Louisville, fourteen, ranked fourteenth, uh, will be playing undefeated Florida State Seminoles um, in the uh, for the title there. And uh, Florida State ranked number four. So uh, if they can beat Louisville. Uh, they will uh, be in the thing. Meanwhile, how are uh, how are things down in beautiful Valdosta? You know, um, besides this, you're sweating out the fact that your bulldogs are trailing. <laughs> I they're not my bulldogs. I although mm. unfortunately, um, I will have to hear much mourning tomorrow at church if they lose. Um, mm. <laughs> sorry, That's but my be like but, awake. I yeah. Well, <laughs> after last week. Um, the thing is, one of my fa- two of my favorite people, this elderly gentleman, Sammy, and um, a very fine uh, singer, Renee, um, are both Auburn people. So oh. I had to, they were, um, I had to sit there and I'm listening to them bemoaning the fact that uh, Alabama uh, pulled out one of its Alabama things and won oh. last week. Oh my God. God, I, you know, we we have had we've had uh, two years ago. Uh, uh, Bryce Young just pulled one of these miracle upset, mm-hmm. you know, come from behind kind of mm-hmm. things. Uh, but the one that pass on uh, it was fourth and goal from uh-huh. the from the twenty five yard line. I believe mm-hmm. they had they had gotten penalties, gotten sacks, and everything, and they had one play. 
that mm -hmm. one last chance. Mm -hmm. And and Mill Rose somehow found that man in the corner of the end zone. He did. And it was and it, and it was a beautiful, miraculous bullet to directly to his arms, and he's uh -huh. standing there with a beatific yeah. smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, well, I tell you what, we've, we've, you know, we've been up and down with Milro this year. We, yeah, I'm we're, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's uh, raised some doubts uh, among the uh, Alabama faithful, by which I mean my brother Kirby. You don't want to talk to Kirby about our quarterback issues <laughs> at Alabama, trust me. It's, uh, okay. Uh, uh, the, the SPLC would have to get involved. I'll just put it to you that way. <laughs> Anyways, so, but, you know, it's football, man. We, 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 we it's live football. and die by it yes it's, it's yes, a football thing all right then. well but the yeah that's you know football is one of uh you know one of america's real interests in uh sports and that sort of stuff but around mm. here we're close enough to uh mm. the district of columbia that uh one of the local blood sports is politics uh -huh. and, yes uh, although we the, what we uh, the wonderful uh, bit of uh, there's been a wonderful bit of politicking this week. My favorite actually was uh, the uh, they call these things debates, but the colloquy Some between debate. between uh, the governor of Florida and the governor of California that was on uh, that was beautiful. It man. Was I, I I I I didn't watch it, but I saw a lot of the reaction on Twitter. Well, I, I actually I actually started watching it and fell asleep. But uh, mm. just I. But as I was, the opening shot was going off. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I I I blogged uh, that, that you know I'm, that I was watching the debate and I was everything I was seeing was why uh, Mrs. Hogue and I left California back in 1990. Uh, yes, and, I know, understand. <laughs> we 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 could see what it was coming. Uh, uh, even back then, and that was when we still had a Republican, real Republican governors. Governor Duke Major well, was uh, was a real Republican governor, especially for California. Um, but you can already see things like uh, the in the election for, uh, to retain one of the Supreme Court justices, actually the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. I mean, that she was saying that she would never uh, let a death penalty go through, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, it was like. What? Yeah, Rose Bird was recalled. Yes, and it was yes. a great thing, but it didn't last. No, Look, it didn't. I, I'm sorry. Um, the whole thing is that I remember Camp Agnos. I remember it very clearly. Uh, San Francisco in those days, uh, one of the things that young people like me did, in those days I was in my early 20s, was uh, to help people get from the Civic Center garage to the Opera House or to Davies Symphony Hall. We would actually stand there. We would actually wait at the elevator. When people came out of the elevator, especially elderly people, we would escort them because, and this was one of the ways that I got to see a lot of opera. Um, but uh, this was, it, that's how bad Camp Agnos was. You were afraid to let elderly opera goers go to the opera by themselves in the evening. Mm. Um, and I knew what was, I knew even then that this was not sustainable. 
And by 2018, when I left, um, Camp Agnos is like uh, the halcyon days. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I like I said, I fell asleep par, uh, part of the way through it. Well, so I, I, when I woke up, uh, when I woke up about I don't know two or three o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, I, I watched the rest of it, and uh, then I put up a post uh, that was titled Number Two, mm -hmm. and it just yeah. says Gavin Newsom, aka Governor Jail, definitely stepped in it. Last night. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, probably the highlight of the entire, the uh, entire uh, thing was Ron DeSantis holding up the poop map of San Francisco. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, uh, showing all the sites mm -hmm. where poop has been reported, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I, I, it's an it, iPhone app. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These days, yeah. Mm -mm -mm. No, yeah. I mean, really, it is. That's what he, it uh, is. It's yeah. also you can get it on on Android as well if you need yeah. to. But yes. uh, seriously, um, it doesn't matter where in San Francisco you go. Don't wear sandals, and don't wear anything that you can't hose off. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh -oh. Uh, uh oh, Georgia is driven down to the Alabama one yard line <laughs> uh, with 255 remaining. Uh, on fourth and goal at the Alabama one, it's a goal line stand. Oh God, I hate these. I hate these. I, I'm sorry uh, to be, you know, uh, if anyone is listening John, and John, let's let yeah. him, let's let him uh, sit there and feel horrible and, okay. and get all excited. Okay. Okay. Anyways, but uh, speaking of horrible things happening in bad cities. Yeah. Well, <sighs> There's Chicago. Yeah. There? Oh, Chicago. Yes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> my headline, Chicago mayor goes mm. full Jesse Smollett, blames right-wing extremism for city's migrant crisis. They're still How? mad that a black man is free in this country. Okay. That's the uh, stupidest freaking thing I've ever heard in my life. Chicago Considering mayor, the people who are maddest. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, sorry. yeah. 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 Absolutely. Anyway, Chicago mayor, Brandon Johnson, mm. uh, uh, this week, um, uh, held a, an event, um, to announce a, a new program for to help that they were going to house the, the city's migrant population uh and he was asked uh what would you want would you want some limits placed on the flow of migrants from other cities and states uh to which he said it has to be better coordination what we have seen is a raggedy form instituted by what right-wing extremism. Everybody knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities, and quite frankly, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities that are led by people of color. Grammar, whole... have you heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> what? What did you say? Grammar, 
Have you heard of it, sir? Yes. Their whole motivation is to create disruption and chaos because that's what this particular party has been about. This is the same political party that did not want to accept that President Obama was actually an American. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. Blah, 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 blah. He keeps going on. He says, it is abysmal. An affront to everything that is good about this country for the extremism in this country to use people as political tools to settle political scores for something that happened 400 years ago. They're still mad that a black man is free in this country. This is nothing new, end quote, okay? That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard, and everybody who heard that rant is uh, has lost IQ points listening to it. <laughs> I, I, I said, you know, this is scapegoating, okay? This is oh, just gosh, scapegoating, yes. it, it, and it, it's, um, uh, but it's important. It's important to point out uh, what he was talking about, namely that uh, uh, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, is, uh, in the past, uh, since last year, has started busing the state's migrants to Democrat-run cities, including uh, nearly 1,200 migrants have been sent to Washington, D.C., uh, nearly 1,500. Uh, 15, yeah, 15,000 have been sent to New York City. Uh, about 9,000 have been sent to Chicago, 3,000 to Philadelphia, 1,500 to Denver, and about 600 have been sent to Los Angeles. Now, now compared to the tsunami of uh, migrants, quote unquote, as they keep calling them, uh, yeah. refuge asylum seekers. Okay, let's. They're call nothing them of the sort. They're illegal immigrants, and we should start saying that. Okay. Well, anyways, but the point being, whatever euphemism you may use to describe oh, them, uh, the point is, is that the attitude in Texas is: look, we're being just flooded down mm -hmm. here on the border. Mm -hmm. And why should we bear this burden when the people who vote for these policies in places like New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, uh, on down the list, Washington, D.C., why should those people vote for a policy that we have to deal with the consequences? So they're bussing the consequences uh, up there. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, but nobody wants to talk about the policy. It's so much easier to talk in this identity politics uh, concern, but the actual <sighs> numbers matter. Okay. And I quote a, uh, uh, a report from the, um, Census uh, yeah, well, it's, yes, it's a, it's a report. I'm sorry. Hang on a second here. It's an analysis by the center for immigration studies. My good buddy, Mark Krikorian at that place and has pointed out that the percentage of the U.S. population that is foreign born, the immigrant population, mm -hmm. is now the highest it's ever been in the history of the country. Okay. Right. Ever since, you know, we became a nation. Uh, Which is staggering when you consider the uh, last uh, two decades of the 19th mm -hmm. century and the first two decades of the 20th century. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, 
uh, you know, the, 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 it's a record number and it has increased remarkably under President Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I, I compare uh, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson uh, uh, to Jesse Smollett, because <laughs> you, you remember that it was Jesse Smollett that claimed that uh, he was effectively, uh, he was the victim of a hate crime committed by mm -hmm. uh, two white men in red <laughs> MAGA hats uh, who were costed. It turned out to be from Nigeria. Yeah, it turned at out to be. At 2 a.m. in Nigerian bodybuilders, uh, uh, at least <laughs> one of whom was uh, 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 said to be sexually involved with Mr. Smollett. But hey, uh, but anyways, but that was the stupidest hoax ever. Uh, but but the fact is is that they Chicago got rid of uh, Mayor Frogface Lori Lightfoot, and and brought in this uh, uh, this uh, Brandon Johnson, uh, and he's uh, if anything he's worse than. And, and, and do you know what he did before he was mayor? Education he was a, union. He was a teacher. Member. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, 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 but I mean, this is the, look, this is the, this is the way it's going in police cities. Now I do have a little bit of sympathy for him because of the uh, city of the blue cities that are uh, getting hit with uh, these immigrants. Uh, mm -hmm. Chicago is one of only two uh, cities uh, that have taken either a fair, sh a fair share of them, mm. or actually more than their fair share. DC is, has, has, has actually had more than its fair share dumped on, but Chicago's taking just about the percentage of illegal immigrants that they're due based on, uh, the, you know, the, the pot, their area's population of, you know, of the whole divided among the whole U S they're getting their fair share and it's breaking them. Well, then how about places like Texas that are getting more than their fair share? El Paso cannot possibly uh, do anything much for the, the flood of people landing on its streets. They can't house, they, they can't shelter these people. They can't feed these people. Um, the, it, it, it is a nightmare. They are looking at people that they can't help. There isn't enough there. To help them, it is unbelievable. Stacy's looking at the monitor and shaking his fist. Yeah, yes. I, First I, down, Alabama at the uh, Georgia thirty-four with a, a minute and forty-nine seconds to play. Uh, earlier, uh, our quarterback Jalen Milrow took off running for thirty yards and put the ball down into Georgia territory. But okay. Alabama leads twenty-seven twenty-four, and it's Oops. now a minute and sixteen seconds left. They run out the clock. Yeah, well, we're you know just choking the life out of them slowly. Georgia calls their another timeout with a minute fifteen. So they so. They, so that is the uh, SEC title game. Uh, well, we'll see. There's, there's still time for them to run the ball back the other way. So you can. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, John, yeah, John, you're not comforting Stacy with that. I know. I'm trying to get him to sweat a little. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is punishment for not paying attention to what's going on. But anyway, the uh, but you know it, it's interesting. Uh, the blue cities. Uh, you know, thought they were going to have uh, a wonderful time with uh, 
Biden as president, and <laughs> the whole thing is backfiring on them. Uh, you see all sorts of internal strife in the party. Uh, now, and there was a, uh, the Calvin Coolidge project retweeted something that was a couple of years old, but, but New York, for example, uh, has removed t the Thomas Jefferson statue from <laughs> their city hall. And, you know, it's like hello testing. Uh, he's, he's one of the founders of what of the democratic, democratic party. party and you're, you're turning on him. And <laughs> so, and, it's interesting, you know, uh, you've got uh, the blacks uh, power structure turning on the immigrant uh, related uh, power. Well, structure. Why wouldn't they? Like, so, you know, it's it's not going to be a, a, a fun time for the Democrats over the next couple of years um, because what's consequences. Happening, <laughs> well, no, what's happening is, um, well, they've had they've had so many. With intersectionality, you, you have too many competing things that have to be true at the same time. And so you have this thing Very true. That, that, that Orwell referred to as double <laughs> a state of mind which allows someone to believe two logically inconsistent. He's, he's so excited. Yeah, Alabama, drowned him tight. Every Bama man's behind you. Hit your stride. Go teach the bulldogs to behave. Anyways, that's the Alabama fight song. If you don't know, and uh, hey, at yes, least it's, it's not it's it's not my high school's unofficial ones. Roll, <laughs> roll, roll tide. Yes. Anyway, right, anyway, so Alabama is now SEC championships, and we'll see what the committee You're does. To my, mute that before yeah, I know, but that's a, that's my kids texting me. Yeah. Go on, go on, talk about whatever. Double well, anyway, thing. Well, double no, I mean, thing. so you've got this. You, you've got this uh, uh, two logically inconsistent beliefs that you hold at the and believe at the same time. Uh, Matt Tabby. I had a, mm. uh, was in one of the, the uh, uh, hearings this week of, 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 about uh, censorship <laughs> and that sort of stuff. And there was a Democrat witness, Olivia uh, <laughs> Troy, uh, who got up and in her first, uh, in, in her opening statement, uh, talked about uh, how uh, spreading conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories about uh, government censorship, and then an hour later, when mm -hmm. she was being questioned, denied uh, that she had <laughs> said anything about conspiracies. Instead of continuing to spread conspiracy theories about government censorship. Okay, and here's an hour later. Did never said that this is a conspiracy. You've not heard that comment from me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, and then of course, uh, uh, Tiabi, uh put that clip uh, uh, in, in one of his uh, uh, pieces that came out later this week. But, you know, it reminded me of this passage from um, from uh, 1984. Uh, I told you to mute that. I mean, it really meant it. <laughs> uh, Winston. You know, he's armed, Stacy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always armed even when I'm not supposed to be. Uh, Winston sank his arms to his side and slowly refilled his lungs with air. His mind slid away into the labyrinthine world of doublethink. To know and not to know, to be conscious of complete truthfulness while telling carefully constructed lies, 
to hold simultaneously two opinions which canceled out, knowing them to be contradictory and believing both of them to use logic against logic, to repudiate morality while laying claim to it, to believe that democracy was impossible and that the party was the guardian of democracy, to forget whatever uh, it was necessary to forget, then to draw it back into memory again at the moment when it was needed, and then promptly to forget it again, and above all, to apply the same process to the process itself. That was the ultimate subtlety, consciously to induce unconsciousness, and then once again to become unconscious of the act of hypnosis you had just performed. Even to understand the word doublethink involved the use of doublethink. You know, and I see this now more and more. And uh, one of the things that, uh, for example, the community notes uh, feature that's popped up on X, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like people are so upset because we keep uh, oh. we keep uh, pointing out what's factual. And it makes it, you know, it really challenges uh, their double thing. Yes, and and Matt Taibbi, I, I uh, uh, we great minds thinking alike. You and I were apparently writing about this at, at almost the same instant, and so. Uh, but uh, uh, my post is titled "Matt Taibbi versus the Borg." Now, I'm not a Star Trek fan. Uh, but uh, fans who are, uh, people who are fans of uh, Star Trek know about the collective hive mind of the Borg. Stacey, you will be assimilated. <laughs> okay. Is that is that a Star Trek line? <laughs> See, I, I, I've, never, I've, I've never really been much of a fan of science fiction ever since uh, The Outer <laughs> Limits frightened me as a child. Um, do you remember that show? I grew up on science fiction, starting with Tom Corbett's Space Cadet and Captain Video on uh, early 50s TV and then progressing into uh, the, uh, the Heinlein juvenile novels. And I've been moving along ever since. Now, uh, and, and now he's building space rockets for uh, space robots for NASA, folks. So, so that just so you know, the kind of geek that I'm working with over here. But meanwhile... Uh, anyways, uh, but Matt Taibbi's uh, Twitter feed, uh, he was going back and forth with uh, 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 one of his former friends, uh, Doug Henwood, who is a uh, contributing editor uh, at The Nation. And, and this uh, and um, Henwood said to him, said, WTF happened to you? Israel, with the full backing of the U.S., is destroying Gaza and submitting mass murder, and you're still writing about this shit. Okay, that's what Doug Himwood said to Matt Taibbi in response to one of uh, Taibbi's... Uh, Let me just interrupt for a second. Diana, if you can hear me, you have disappeared from the screen, so I think you uh, need to come back, uh, pop out and come back in. Go ahead, Stacy. Okay. Well, anyways, and and uh, to, uh, Taibbi uh, uh, reacted to this by says he spent a year documenting efforts by the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, Department of Defense, etc., to illegally censor speech. Okay. Um, uh, 
And he says, I mean, are you in favor of censorship? And by the way, he says, this work has been instrumental in helping a lawsuit on this subject reach the Supreme Court. Journalists, if they're lucky, get a chance like that once in a lifetime. Again, what is your problem? You want the First Amendment overridden by the Pentagon. Now, I remember Taibbi going way back, okay? He was always a, a, a man of the left. And, and during uh, circa 2011, uh, when the anonymous hackers and... Uh, uh, Julian Assange were were heroes to the left for uh, you know fighting against uh, uh, what we're seeing as uh, unjust oppression, uh, uh, you know in in uh, by the government and, and so censorship and all these issues uh, surrounding it and and uh, free speech and everything these were issues that you know like I said circa 2011. The, the left was crazy about this stuff. And, and now, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, with Taibbi, as, as he points out, he says, it, it's like they're indifferent to it. As long as the Democrats are in the White House, they're fine with whatever the Democrats are doing, including uh, uh, censorship. And um, I uh, told a little story about once I was uh, speaking at an event about, you know, in my usual topic of media bias, uh, speaking at a Republican event down in uh, North Carolina and afterwards, after the speech, you know, when you give one of these speeches, you know, the little old ladies who come up to you and talk to you. And, and so I was talking to this nice lady and she, and, and she said, she said, well, what makes you different? Okay. You know, why am I, why am I not part, you know, as a journalist, why am I not part of this? And I, 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 I you know, was kind of taken aback for a minute and I, and then the best answer I could come up with was, well, I was a reporter before I got into politics. And this is the difference between me, even and a lot of conservative journalists. Uh, journalists, a lot of conservative journalists got into it because they are conservative. Okay. That wasn't me at all. I didn't care about any of it. I was a Democrat, a d Democrat all my life up until uh, the first Clinton administration. I didn't care about politics. Okay. Not really. Okay. And, uh, you know, I needed a job, okay? And I started out on the lowest rung of a, possible of the media ladder at a 6,000 circulation weekly paper in Austell, Georgia. Where's Austell, Georgia? I don't Everyone know, but said. I just barely uh, uh, was a little bit higher than you because I was on a 1,000 watt daytimer, although it was in a much bigger market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and anyways, but uh, it took me uh, from the time I got started, and in, in that would have been in early uh, 1996. It was uh, uh, it was a long 11 years uh, before I finally ended up at the Washington Times, and even there, I started on a fairly low rung of their ladder as an assistant national editor, uh, but the thing was is that I was covering like you know local news, 
uh, you know, sports uh, uh, events that had nothing to do with politics. And, I, and it was only because of the excesses of the Clinton administration and their first, some of y'all may not remember what their first two years in office was like, but, but that was what, you know, got me into politics. Yeah. And, it, but you stay stuck with journalism and, you know, if people go to the other right at the top of the, uh, uh, blog is the story you were just talking about. And right next to it, in the center <laughs> there is a yellow button. Tell them about that. Story. Yes, folks. If you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the uh, uh, center column, a yellow button uh, with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my uh, PayPal account where you can contribute dollars pesos, euros, yen, shekels, whatever currency you got, except Russian rubles. Uh, we uh, will accept via PayPal uh, to help support uh, my blog, uh, to help support uh, this podcast, but most of all, uh, to keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money off this gig and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. Uh, I don't have a uh, yellow button. I have a icon of a tip jar right there in the sidebar. Click on it. Be taken away to my PayPal account where you can support Hogwash or the podcast or both. Or you can shop at the Hogwash store, and I get a cut of that action, obviously. Or you can use the... Uh, shopping links that you find uh, to Amazon, both at Hogwash and uh, theothermccain.com. We both participate in the Amazon Affiliates Program. And by the way, thank you for the people uh, who did their shopping over the last weekend for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Uh, that will <laughs> help. Uh, those commissions will help quite nicely. But regardless of how you choose to support us, Please remember the five most important words in the English language. And Diana, I'm not sure if you're still connected, but try it. Diana? I don't hear her, so I'm going to say, hit the freaking tip jar. Hit the freaking tip jar. Diana, where are you? Well, we she, we she, miss she, you. She's, she's popping in and out. So she's popping in and out. So well, I, I, I should probably just to, yeah, should find uh, uh, the, the Alabama fight song and play it for no, you guys. I, no. think, <laughs> anyway. uh, I think what you ought to talk about is the other double think story that you uh, did. Oh, I did? Yeah, uh, about... Uh, how you can support and hate Jewish people at the same oh time. Oh my God. Oh my God. I had, I had, you know, I'd actually forgotten about this story. That's a, that's another thing about being a professional journalist. You know, you hit deadlines, right? You know, you, 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 you're always chasing a deadline and you file a story and you immediately forget it. You file and forget it. I had uh, filed this and forgotten it. MSNBC guest Nura Erekat. Quote, you can support Israel and hate Jewish people. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Uh, what Nora Ericot is a uh, professor of human rights uh, uh, and an associate. She, she's a human rights attorney and an associate pre professor at Rutgers University. And a little bit of research uh, uh, you can Google really and find out that she uh, was once uh, involved in an organization called the U.S. Campaign to end the Israeli occupation, uh, which was subsequently renamed the U.S. Campaign for Palestinian Rights. And guess who is a major donor uh, to that organization? Yeah, come on, three guesses and the first two don't count. A, B, and C. Yeah, George Soros, yes. And so, uh, but in uh, 2020, Ericot's cousin Ahmed's car, and I'm quoting Wikipedia here, collided with a military checkpoint in the West Bank near Abu Dis, uh, following which he was shot and killed by Israeli soldiers. Well, that, that's, a, that's a, a polite way of saying that uh, uh, Professor Ericot's cousin was a Palestinian terrorist who rammed his car into a checkpoint, uh, injuring uh, one of the guards. And yes, he was shot to death, which is what happens. Uh, if you again, you can Google uh, the you know Palestinian ramming uh, checkpoint, and you will find that this is a, a occupational hazard of the uh, border guards there in Israel getting rammed by Palestinian terrorists. And, and she actually defended her cousin, claiming that he was an innocent victim. And I'm like, yeah, right. I've seen the video. Okay. But anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> So some of you may not uh, have heard of it, but uh, Elon Musk uh, responded to a Twitter post. I discussed this in last week's uh, podcast, but uh, uh, Elon Musk responded to a, a message on Twitter, and it has been claimed that this is some kind of uh, anti-Semitic thing, which I don't think it is. And... Um, uh, but anyways, uh, Joy Reid, who is the dumbest person on TV, okay, there are uh, contestants on game shows who are smarter than Joy Reid, okay? Uh, there are reality show uh, contestants, uh, you know, on Love Island who are smarter than Joy Reid. But anyways... Um, she had Ericot on her show, and then uh, she shows uh, uh, Elon Musk meeting with the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. And she said, Elon, why is Elon Musk, who has made some pretty heinous anti-Semitic statements on his version of Twitter and has been accused of anti-Semitism, what is he doing in Israel? Why would he be received by the prime minister at this time? Okay. And notice that flat assertion that Elon Musk has made some pretty heinous, heinous anti-Semitic statements. I passed that on. Uh, but Nora Ericot, and I just wanted to make sure, just so I wouldn't be accused of quoting her out of context, I, I quoted the whole thing on my blog he says, it's a, it's a phenomenon 
we have seen, which is the conflation of anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism, where we can have very explicit anti-Semites like former President Donald Trump, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, he said, and yet be hailed as Israel's, you know, number one ally. And this points to this phenomenon of the difference between support for Israel and support and protection of Jewish life. Uh, And she goes on uh, to say that opposition to Israel is not the same as bigotry toward Jewish people. You can support Israel and hate Jewish people. That's what um, uh, Professor Ericott said. Well, you know, I, I, uh, of the many things that Elon Musk has been accused of, he has never been accused of a terrorist attack on an Israeli uh, border guard. So he's not, he's not the guy ramming his car into uh, checkpoints. And so, um, uh, but it's just, but this claim that uh, Elon Musk has, has and, and Donald, Donald Trump, Donald Trump is allegedly a quote unquote, very explicit anti-Semite. And I'm like, what? I never saw that. Has anyone seen this? His daughter is converted to Judaism. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, people point that out, but but where is the evidence uh, to support this accusation? Well, well, you see that evidence is is a bad thing when it gets in the way of... uh, one's wishes and feelings. Oh, yes. And by the way, I, we ju- I just got a text from Diana. She's having some sort of internet difficulty. Uh, so uh, we'll see her next week, I hope. Meanwhile, oh, my the, God. The other fun thing of the week was uh, the uh, young uh, boy at the Kansas City Chiefs game who uh, was had his face painted in the uh, team's colors, and then someone who I'm just not going to get into all the personalities and names involved, but because uh, there was a, a face that's red and black, and someone had photographed him from just the side where he was allegedly in blackface, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the whole thing has been churning for the whole week. Turns out, not they were trying to get after the kid for wearing a headdress and all sorts of other stuff, and turns out he's an American Indian. Um, and so, Chumash, yeah. his grandfather's a member of the Chumash tribe. Yeah, uh, and it turns out, but so film, our our friend Film Lad had a a, a, a tweet up uh, today that basically summarized the whole thing, where he was asking, "When are you going to finish trying to destroy this kid's life and move on to the next kid's life?" <laughs> I mean, because it's interesting the way they pick on children. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They it 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 it's insane. Any anyway. Well, so. but uh, but on the other hand, in this case, they were picking on a young boy who's actually an American Indian. Meanwhile, it's perfectly okay for the uh, uh, to have pretendians as long as they're uh, the right uh, flavor Politics, of Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I had a uh, post uh, another pretendian. Exposed. A pretendian is what they call uh, people who pretend uh, to have uh, Native American heritage uh, that do not. And 
Buffy St. Marie, uh, uh, probably you have to be you have to be John's age, probably, oh, I, to I, remember I, when Buffy St. Marie I did was. I did sound for her at the exit in Nashville in the early 70s. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, she was kind of a folk singer who uh, uh, had, clung around. Uh, you know, she, she co-wrote, she was the uh, co-writer of God Lift Us Up Where We Belong. Okay, I believe was was the song, and so she's been cashing those royalty checks for forty years, and God bless her. Well, anyways, uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Company uh, did an investigation into Buffy Saint Marie's claims uh, of of being uh, of Native American ancestry. She had uh, variously. Uh, claimed at different times uh, to be Algonquin or Micmac, or finally uh, settling on Cree. Uh, uh, Cree, and, and she had claimed that she was adopted uh, by a Massachusetts family, and uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, which uh, they have been just doing this, uh, doing a lot of investigation of these claims, because you know when. Uh, in Canada, uh, the First Nations, as they call them, the, the First Nations are uh, uh, a, occupy uh, a, a vast uh, territories up there. That they, that they, there's a lot more of them are percentage-wise compared to the United States, and their uh, reservations are uh, much larger, the First Nations. And so there's that's a big thing up there. And uh, faking it uh, has has become kind of a problem. And so, so they focused, uh, I don't know why, on Buffy St. Marie, uh, but it turns out that she's actually... Uh, Italian American. Uh, her actual birth name was uh, wait, uh, Beverly. I mean, let me get the correct name. What is? What did I say? Her actual name in Massachusetts. I wrote it down. Beverly Jean Santa Maria. Okay, her family is Italian. Not, and it was my theory. And why would she make this up? Okay. And I think that what it was was that that her brother and her do not look alike. Well, what will often happen when you have uh, two distinct mixtures? Because her her mother was English, uh, Anglo-American, and her uh, father's side of the family was Italian. And, and so her brother got the lighter features. And where she is, as anyone can see, a very swarthy and has a big nose and everything. And so she looked more Italian. But Italian's not, you know, apparently in Massachusetts, it wasn't a thing to be. So she started telling people she was Native American. And that, and, and she rode that claim uh, that's what got her on Sesame Street um, in in the um, uh, in the 1970s, and so and so. But it, it just goes to show how this identity politics stuff is is just it's toxic. And it also shows the uh, thing that most most people have no idea of their own ancestry. I, I mean, you know, it's, they they can't get past their they don't even know their grandmother's maiden name, as I would say, Jernigan. 
And well, but I, I mean, I mean, but the the point being that or McLaughlin, depending on which grandmother you take. Uh, the point being is that is that uh, uh, most white people, uh, you know, here's the thing: is that the category white is simply too large and heterogeneous um, uh, to be the form the basis of, a, of an actual ethnic identity. And in a country where identity becomes everything, a lot of people don't know anything about their ancestors. And so, so unless you're like, a, a, you know, Greek or, or a, um, uh, Swedish, or, or you have some distinctive nationality uh, that you're aware of. Uh, most people, you know, think of, you have a hard time forming uh, that kind of identity. And that leads to uh, such weirdness as uh, people identifying as the queen of the lost continent of Lemuria, which we will get to, right? <laughs> Anyways, but yes, that that's uh, uh, yeah. uh, but, right. But I mean, not everybody uh, like me has had a bunch of genealogy crazies in the family. And I can tell you my great to the eighth grandmother's maiden name. Yeah. Right. Hume. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which was Barbara Hume. But anyway, uh, but then again, you know, I one of these oddballs. For example, I'm so old. <laughs> um. I got this thing on the interwebs that came into my line of vision and it's a poster for the Rolling Stones tour <laughs> and they're sponsored at least for just one performance by the AARP, <laughs> the American association of retired people. Well, yeah. Mick Jagger's 81. Yes. They're all older than I am. Oh my God. But see, and you're old. You're but, very old. But, but I'm, well, I'm so old. I remember when the stones were the opening act for Ike and Tina Turner. OMG. Okay. Hey, Tina Turner's greatest contribution. I think probably to the entertainment business was taking uh, Mick Jagger aside and teaching him how to dance. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Oh, oh, Tina Turner, man, back in the day, shaking up there on stage. I, she had a shimmy that was just to hit yo out. Of it was it. noticeable. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, Tina Turner was just a, a absolute, uh, you know, yeah. stunning. I remember back in the day. Well, she was never not stunning. Huh? She never was not stunning. Uh, yes, yeah, she I mean, was. Even, even into retirement. But anyway, uh, on the other hand, uh, I'm also so old that I can remember when the first time I saw somebody with a face tattoo was when I went to the movies and saw uh, uh, Moby Dick and Queequeg. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Well, this said, ain't Queequeg, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Uh, headline criminal degeneracy and action from earlier in the week. And it uh, features a, uh, a, a mugshot of David Matthew Fines of Fort Smith, Arkansas. Uh, and uh, I, I began by relating an incident from May, 2016 when, uh, and, and I'll just read you the headline of the, of the, news story, the lead, a Fort Smith man who police say led a chase on a bicycle faces felonies in connection with an apartment break-in. 
Yeah, first of all, we're talking about a police chase on a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, not the sharpest tool in the shed. David Matthew Fines, 27 of Fourth Smith, was arrested on suspicion of felony residential burglary on two felony warrants for failure to appear and on suspicion of fleeing apprehension and on two misdemeanor warrants. So he had four warrants out for his arrest, two on felonies and two on uh, misdemeanors. And uh, uh, a police officer um, spotted Fines riding a bicycle and uh, knew he had warrants out for him and, and uh, tried to uh, conduct a traffic stop, at which point Fines, flat on his bicycle, apparently broke into an apartment try, looking for some place to hide. And that's why the felony burglary uh, charges uh, were uh, tacked on. But that was 2016. And, uh, and, and I'm going to explain that I often, you know, I, I just, I've always loved true crime. Okay, I, I, I just love, love true crime. When I was a freshman in college, by the way, in our uh, uh, intro to composition class, we had three books assigned to the three nonfiction books assigned, one of which was In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. And, and so, uh, uh, and so, so I've always been a, a, a fan of, of this, and I, I attribute my interest in uh, true crime stories to the fact that my mother was a fan of detective shows and always used to watch these detective shows on TV. But anyway, so, uh, as, so, so people may get the idea uh, that because, you know, many of the criminals I cover are uh, of, of, of people of color. I'll just put it to you that way. Uh, and so people may accuse me of racism, but that's, a, as a matter of fact, I hate white criminals uh, in, in a way uh, because it feels personal to me. It's like, it's like man, you, you know, all these accusations of racism and white privilege and stuff like that, if you're white, right? It, it seems like to me it would behoove you uh, to walk the straight and narrow, okay, and try to deserve your quote-unquote white privilege, you know, and so... On the other hand, you know, there's Al Capone and that crowd. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that, so so there's, there, there has been a a, 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 a change for the criminal underworld in Chicago over the last uh, hundred years. Yes, yes. Well, anyways, but uh, uh, but this uh, fellow with uh, tattoos on his face, uh, who was, as I said, I just reported that they caught him red-handed with two warrant with four warrants out on him, uh, and he also uh, broke into an apartment, uh, adding another felony charge and felony fleeing. Uh, and, and you would think it's 2016, and this guy uh, apparently already had a criminal record before then. Uh, well, why is he back on the streets? But he is back on the streets. And uh, that's when he came to the attention of Arkansas State Trooper... Um, uh, 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 oh, 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 I'm trying to see what this is. I, I have lost the name of 
Trooper Rome, okay? This is Trooper Rome is, is the name of the trooper. And uh, I watch these videos all the time, okay? Uh, the, the, if you go, go to your uh, uh, YouTube channel and in the search bar, put uh, police pursuits, okay? And the Arkansas State Troopers do not F around, okay? They are some serious guys. Uh, they will do a, uh, a pit maneuver at 130 miles an hour, and they don't care if you die, okay? That's the kind of guys they are. I love Arkansas State Troopers. Well, anyways, uh, uh, our, our friend uh, Mr. Fines uh, uh, led them on a high-speed chase through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas, and this is a a a, a resident a, a a main drag uh, through uh, uh, through Fort Smith, and watching the video, and I've posted it here uh, on my blog. But watching the video was scary. I mean, there was some you know. I mean, there, you're going to get yourself killed 120 miles an hour through there, and when the trooper got over there, it it, it finally you know put the pit maneuver on him, you know, draws his gun and, and with very strong language, uh, ordered him to get out of the car. He cuffed him up and, uh, and, and, and then he says, I'm going through things, man. And the trooper says, I don't give a shit what you're going through. And, uh, and, and that's just it, man. It's it, but anyways, uh, yeah, well, look, uh, this guy is a criminal, and he's got tattoos on his face. Look, somebody screwed up, okay? You raised your child wrong, okay? By the time they've got, look, neck tattoos are bad enough, but face tattoos, no, 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 no. Life in prison. I'd give him the death penalty well, in, the, in, well, in my world. Stacy, the thing is, is that he... Is somebody who is not making uh, wise choices. <laughs> On the other hand, um, he doesn't actually appear to be uh, so disconnected from reality that that he's <laughs> suffering from mental illness. Uh, and and it, imagine what somebody like that would be if he was uh, crazy too. Yes, crazy people are dangerous, as you know, and. Uh, and uh, a suspect in the shooting of the Palestinian students in Vermont, uh, quote unquote, struggled with depression. And I, I lead this post with the police mugshot of Jason Eaton, uh, who was suspected of shooting three Palestinian students in Burlington, Vermont. Okay, now, um, uh, my friend Dana Pico pointed out that. Um, uh, it is the policy of, uh, of, of um, Gannett Papers that they do not publish mugshots. But for some reason, they uh, uh, they were willing to put Jason Eaton's mugshot, okay, uh, on the uh, thing when he was arrested. And, and what that will tell you is, is that Jason Eaton is not a person of color. Well, anyways, when I first heard of this shooting last weekend, three Palestinian students shot. Oh, my God. My first thought was, oh, God, this is going to be some kind of right-wing extremist 
We're going to, you know, it's a, this, they're going to be jumping all over this. And I waited and I waited and I waited and it didn't happen. And I was like, well, what's going on here? And then uh, finally, uh, the Daily Beast, I saw a story by the Daily Beast and they reported that this guy, quote unquote, struggled with depression. He had a lot of struggles in his life. Uh, mental health problems of uh, one sort and another. So in other words, as I keep saying, crazy people are dangerous, okay? And they can't, uh, they, they can't pin the tail on the Republican. And so the media are going to forget about this story except as a statistic, right? A bullet point in a long list of shootings that they blame. Gun violence! And so... But as always, crazy people are dangerous. And as always, I hear the boogie-woogie piano music that tells me we're nearing the end of the other podcast. And so we will be back here next Saturday. Yes, we will, Stacey. At the usual time, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you listen live, you can always download back episodes. But I'm sorry Diana can't uh, join us in saying goodbye, but I'll see you next week, John. Good night, Stacey. Good night, folks. And we'll see you next week. See y'all. Mr. Briggs.